Hall Late Night Talk on O double one double eight three O seven O two. It's 19 minutes after 11 o'clock. Vanessa Brown is my guest. She's author of Rebecca's Journey. Vanessa, good evening to you. And once again, thank you very much for joining us as we continue with this conversation. Hi, Aubrey. Good evening and good evening to everybody out there that came to um, listen to us carry on with this conversation. It's lovely to be back. Much appreciated. So I received a lot of emails uh, from people who were listening to our conversation Vanessa and they really wanted us to clarify the departure point of this conversation and then of course we can continue with all of the other um, issues that you wanted to raise one of the things that you said was that sometimes unwittingly a victim of abuse particularly in gender-based violence will find themselves going to the same kind of individual, even if they get away physically from the first abuser, they may find themselves being attracted or going to a similar kind of abusive individual character without understanding themselves that they are doing this automatically. And you said that that does not necessarily mean that this person wants to be abused. Consciously, this person does not want to be abused. In fact, that's why they left the first relationship to begin with. But they seem to be attracting or attracted to a similar kind of person. Please go back to that explanation because it created a little bit of of discomfort in many of the communications that I received. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Um, What I meant by that is that um, uh, the the victim gets herself into a situation and um, it's not just females, men do the same thing. Um, And like we agreed, uh, you can never be sure what caused it. That's why I always say, um, let's not go and scratch in the past. Let's look at um, what is the uh, feeling that you are getting that is making you feel like a victim. Why did you in the first place recognize that this can be different. Why did you run away? So um, then you go back and you meet somebody. And this person gives you that same feeling that you were after when you were with your first abuser. And for some reason, the abused person has a tendency to want that in an overdose. So they tend to go for a person who has these characteristics in a strong manner, if you understand what I'm saying. Yes. They've got, they've got the strong characteristics, and um, because they are also inclined to be rather dominating, this attracts the abused person because she's looking for someone. I'm going to say she, but we mean he or she, is looking for a person to give them an identity again. Because the moment you leave your abuser, you become identityless because there's nobody to tell you who you are. And this is something that a lot of people don't realize. Yes. Is that um, it's that, that, that need to, to be told what must I do next um, yeah. that, that, that keeps making you go. Because any person, especially someone who comes out of a situation like that, will feel unsafe. And your first feeling that you want is to feel safe and secure again because you're very lost and alone out in this big wide world not knowing who you are. And that's why you will tend to gravitate towards that person. And they catch you, um, like I explained, with a honeymoon period. Yes. In that period is when they entrap you. That's when they create their little fine web uh, uh, to keep you there. 
And once they've got you, they've probably now got you in their house. You've got rid of your flat. Um, maybe they've caused a fight between you and somebody already, whatever. But you now with them, um, you might have you might have talked you into leaving your job. Then the abuse starts, and it usually starts slowly with a little bit of verbal abuse, and then a push, and then a shove, um, and it keeps on getting worse. And this person is so entrapped already that once again she's right where she was. So, so I don't know, does that help? No, no, it does. It does help a lot, Vanessa. And I, 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 I don't know whether this is safe territory to get into, but I want to inform my listeners that part of what you're saying is uh, from your own experiences. And uh, I remember the last time we spoke, you said that in the past you were a little uh, doubtful, a little reticent to come out and say, listen, these are things that happened to me. Uh, can we come out and say that these are things that happened to you, Vanessa? And then maybe you could... You, you could take a, a page out of some of those experiences and uh, tell us. By the way, you can join us, 021-446-0567, if you have been or are in an abusive uh, relationship. the You are perhaps in that phase of your relationship that is very, very, uh, you know, we when you're infatuated with the butterflies, oh, when oh, when the music sounds much better and all the colors just seem a little brighter and everything else, mm. are you finding that you are being validated, you are being protected, you are being, but you are starting to recognize, you're starting to recognize uncharacteristic episodes of what you might call slight cruelty. You need to be aware that something might be happening there. Uh, uh, Vanessa said it might just start off as a little push, a little word. Are you beginning to notice these things? And are you choosing to ignore them because you love the feeling of infatuation so much? That is the characteristic of the kind of abuse that we're talking about. Uh, that becomes very, very, very um, uh, fervent as we go on into this conversation. Vanessa, am I dis- describing it properly? Yes, you're doing well, sir, for Aubrey. <laughs> Thank you so much, Vanessa. <laughs> please join us. If these are some of the things that you've recognized in your relationship, you better be aware. And it, Vanessa, you said that it isn't just a matter of women. It can also be men who find themselves in this situation. Yes. Yes, um, I've spoken to men who, um, you know, that you you walk, run into a friend and you ask him, "Wow, what's those marks on your arm?" And he'll, um, you know, if it's a good friend, that maybe you know something is wrong. Um, I had a friend who actually had a, a woman who stabbed him with pencils. Yeah. Um, you know, so um, it, it, it's it's um, incredible, and for the man's side especially, but we won't go into that now. Um, it can be so much worse. Maybe one day we can have a conversation yes. about the, the secret shame of the man yes. that is abused. It's a conversation we must have, Vanessa. i tell you why. Because there is a feeling amongst men in conversations that I've had on this platform before when we talk about um, gender-based abuse that we are not talking about the silent screams of men. Yeah. Mm, they're uh, always made out to be the abuser because they're the big strong ones and sure. the women are the ones that complain and many women abuse that absolutely and, and and so we do need to have that conversation but let's go back to the fact ah. that 
victims of abuse seem to gravitate, seem to go back to the same person or to a similar kind of person? What are the drivers of that kind of behavior? Uh, because somebody may sit back and say, ah, man, they like going back there. I mean, we've just had a case um, uh, recently of a, a pop star here in South Africa, a very well-known pop star, who even made a video of her boyfriend beating her up. And the suggestion is that this thing is something that happens all the time. But she's back with a guy. I mean, she's back there with a guy. And many people are saying she deserves no sympathy because she's gone back to the guy. You're saying, but she does deserve sympathy because there are certain underlying things that are happening there that perhaps she herself might not be aware of. Yes, she does deserve sympathy and she needs help. Yep. Um, she, she needs help because um, uh, the reason that she keeps going back is um, she's believing, is probably making promises of this is going to be better or um, suicide threats or goodness knows what. You know, there can be so many reasons that can make you go back. So um, we'll not um, go into all those go back reasons right now. Uh, because you asked me earlier if I'd be willing to talk sure. about myself. Yeah. And I've, I've realized that in order for people to understand that I wrote this book from my heart yeah. and um, to, to have them understand I'm one of you. Yes. You know, I'm not standing on the outside because I know what it's like when you're talking to someone. So I'm going to open my heart as far as I can. What I will do is some things I don't mention because there's people who can get sure. hurt. You know, yeah. I don't, these, um, an abuser sometimes has other kids or family or, you know, you don't want names mentioned and people to get hurt because of things you said, which yeah. is why I sometimes avoid something. Yeah, yeah. All right, go so, ahead. Let, um, let, let, us, let us, yeah. I will say what, what I need to say, yeah. but I need to protect people also that don't deserve um, to, to be harmed or be, be um, implicated by anything like that. Yeah. Okay, so um, what happens is, and I found this right from my first relationships, uh, even um, as a young girl in school, I've, I found that um, for some reason, and I think it was me, I think if I go back now, I can understand it was my behavior that maybe made them behave in this way, but even boys at school sometimes were nasty to me and treated me in a way that made me feel humiliated. Yeah. Um, but I think they said, they, uh, you know, somebody will say something like, you know, if you were a little bit thinner, you'd be really pretty. Yeah. Things like that. And um, for, for, for a girl in that age, so it, it could start, it could go further back by saying that um, um, uh, I maybe grew up with a feeling that I was never good enough because I had family that um, wanted to keep on correcting me because I was different, something like that. Yes. You know, so it can go back very far. Um, and um, then I started and I went into my first relationship and I was with this person. Now, I'd seen abuse as a child. Um, I'd seen um, my mother being abused and... Um, uh, uh, I think something in my head just uh, put a picture there. And when I was married for the first time, um, I was the, this, this person was busy abusing me for silly things like I didn't dust on top of the doors. Yes. Get a smack for that. Um, things like that. And I actually didn't leave him because he abused me. I left him because he swore at me. <laughs> which is crazy. I knew that it's wrong to speak to me like that, but something in me didn't know that it's wrong that he's hitting me. 
Sure. So it, it, it just So you left because he swore at you, not because he beat you. Yes, he said something really ugly that I really cannot repeat on yeah. the air. He said to me, it was the worst insult that you cannot imagine. And I realized that my dad would never speak to me like that, and neither are you. Are you. And I was still young and impetuous, and I had a place to go, so I ran away. There weren't any kids or anything. Um, you know, but um, the, the, the weird thing when I go back to it is, um, I think it may be because I saw my mother being abused. I thought, okay, well, my dad doesn't do that to, because my parents were divorced. My dad doesn't do that to his wife, and my grandparents didn't do that to each other, but I, my, my stepdad did it to my mom, so that's both fast, so it's okay. Um, so, um, uh, you know, maybe in some relationships this just happens. Uh, you know, maybe that's what happened in my head. You, 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 you see what, what you've just said there, um, Vanessa, triggers something in me that, that says that we as men, particularly as fathers who have daughters, need to understand how we model to our daughters what is permissible in their lives. So, for example, you seem to be suggesting that because of the way that your father treated your mom, because of the cert of certain things that your father did or didn't um, do. Can I just fix that? Uh, sure, okay. Uh, my, uh, my stepfather. Yeah, not okay. Not my father. My father was a, he's a wonderful man. He's alive still today. Sure, sure. But, but what, what, sure. But what, what, what I'm suggesting here is that it, it, it appears to me that we need to take uh, yes. heed of what you've just said now because our daughters are learning from how we behave in front of their mothers what is permissible behavior and what is not. Exactly. So even as a mother, um, you must also draw the boundaries in how you allow that man to treat you because your child is watching you. And so you were, even, you were even willing to take a beating, but because you'd been socialized into understanding that my dad doesn't speak like that to my mother, that's what you were not willing to take. But you, you were willing to, to take a beating. Yes. Um, uh, uh, you know, and, and later on, I realized that this, this is wrong. But then I went ahead and I went into another relationship that um, I did exactly the same thing. This person had a different kind of hold on me again. Um, uh, uh, I don't know. He just really seemed to love me um, in the way that he behaved. And... and um, he wasn't constantly beating me up, but I realized later that he was constantly getting me down because I remember at one stage um, I did something crazy because he kept on telling me that my thighs are too thick and I hated my thighs so much that I pummeled them with my fists. You know, so they make you hate yourself so much that you will actually hurt yourself. Yeah. because they, uh, this body part, I wish it would just go away. You want to cut it off with a knife. Sure. Um, that is how low they can pull you down. So um, uh, just to begin to understand, because nobody who's looking at the outside and saying, yeah, she likes that, has any insight, because people don't want to talk about what I'm talking about now. It took me three sessions with you on the radio to just, get this far and realize that somebody has to say these things and it might as well be me. 
Give us a call, 011-883-0702 or 021-446-0567. We are speaking about some of those dynamics in abusive relationships that might not necessarily be as apparent as the very, very clear beating um, or the abusive word, but some of the psychology that underlies why it is that uh, victims may continue to go back to an abuser. All right, uh, Lisa. So, 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 so. I mean, sorry, uh, Vanessa. So, you, you were in a situation where you, you craved. It appears you you wanted love. You wanted to be protected. You wanted to be validated. You wanted to be affirmed. You wanted to have affection shown to you. Is that not what everybody wants? That is what everybody wants. So, why I is it that not everybody becomes a victim of abuse? I think it is because in some people um, it's unbalanced because um, as a young person or at some point in your life something happens and um, the same way that two kids can grow up in the same house and if you speak to them you'd think that they grew up in different countries. Um, each person experiences life in their own way because of the way that they're made up. Yeah. So I think um, because my personality, for instance, um, I, I like to please people. I like to make people, um, well, I used to, I don't care anymore, but I used to want everybody <laughs> to like me. <laughs> yeah. I used to want everybody to like me. All I want, what I wanted most was to be accepted and to be part of a family and um, you know, that's also why I uh, stuck there for as long as I could because I really wanted the family thing. Yeah. And um, the, you, you're willing to uh, pay almost any price to just have this feeling of, and that's why I once again say, where's your feeling? Go look at your feeling. You want this feeling of safe and secure, and you never get it. But um, in between moments, because in none of these relationships also, if you go and get this person to sit down and talk to you, they will tell you about awesome picnics, a day on the dam. Um, That night we sang around the campfire. They are the good moments too. Yes. You know, so that creates also, um, you know, this is how it could be. And that's also what they'll put in front of you. Yes. So, So, yeah. uh, yeah. yeah, you know, it, it, it's uh, you torn. It's 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 a psychological game almost. Yeah, and and, and obviously one that uh, understands your emotional thirst, as it were, and provides the the prospects of receiving the quenching of that thirst, as it were. Yeah. Yes, I actually read something written by somebody called Doctor Hay. Um, and he said that uh, it is interesting that the abuser will gravitate towards his kind of victim. Well, explain I that. I don't know why. Um, I, I can't remember very much about it, but um, it was very interesting to me to know that, that the abuser can actually recognize his victim and he will go for that person. And, um, you know, unknowingly, because the abuser, again, we, tell, we make as if he's a monster, but... Um, uh, I, I want to stick my neck out and say many abusers, if not almost all of them, started out as victims. Of course, yeah, that makes sense. Tell me something. Does the abuser know that he's an abuser? Uh, no. No, he thinks that he's doing, or, or that's the impression that has always been created with me. I've never been in the head. But um, I get the impression that the abuser does not think that he's an abuser and will be very surprised if you tell him that he is. 
um, and feel quite insulted because he thinks that he's disciplining his woman or his, his other person. And um, this, uh, if, if, if it's a woman that's attacking a man, it's because he's so frustrating. And that's also why the man will attack the woman because she's so dumb. Um, she's frustrating. She's um, uh, stupid. She's uh, anything that can give you a reason to smack her around a bit. So um, how, 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 how do men, and, and let me say, how do people who are abusive get to that place where they recognize that, hey, wait a second, I'm, I'm actually an abuser. What would, what would they need to understand? Because, see, I, I'm worried now that there are a lot of men out there, we think we're so nice, we are all abusing our women because of the way that we've been raised, because of the way that we... We've, we've been socialized, you know. How, how can we be helped as men to realize that, hey, actually, you, you're, you're, you're an abuser? Wow, Aubrey. <laughs> that's, a, that's a whopper. Yeah. Um, I must honestly say that, uh, you know, we had, um, I can't remember his name on the phone, last week yes, yes, called yeah. in and said, now that is not a person that I would call um, an actual abuser because he's acting against his own will at, on a compulsion. It's completely, I think, a different story. But how to get an abuser to um, understand that he's an abuser, um, I don't know. I've, I, I've not seen one understand that. Um, I must be very honest. With or, you. or, or are we just complicating the matter? I mean, uh, if you're an abuser, you're an abuser, and you you should know it. I mean, if you are inflicting pain on, on somebody, uh, and that person doesn't like it, then you're an abuser. I mean, it, it, can it be that simple? Um, if if you're willing to go there and admit, but look at any bully. Um, that does the bully's ego allow him to admit yeah. that he's being a bully? Give us a call. 11 Do you recognize some of the things that uh, Vanessa is talking about? Are you in a relationship where you crave validation, you crave affection, you crave um, recognition, you crave all of those things, but they seem to come at a price. They seem to come at a price of the... Uh, of 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 the abuse of your own person, of your dignity, um, and have you been in a situation where you're ignoring this? Have you been in a situation where you've uh, been able to identify this, made the momentous and brave step to get away physically, but only to find yourself in a relationship that is reminiscent of the previous abusive relationship. Give us a call. What have your experiences been? And has there been some sort of insight that you have um, come into that makes you perhaps stop this kind of behavior, that makes you arrest this pattern, this cycle? Give us a call. And Vanessa, I suppose it can be a cycle, right? Yes, it is. And that is the whole purpose of me and my book and my seven steps is to try and find a way that we can somehow start to break this cycle. Tell me, how do we do so? I think if, if, if one can start by recognizing what causes the victim to be the victim, um, uh, you know, what, what keeps him there? Because as soon as you see the truth, then, the, you know, they say the truth will set you free. Yep. 
So if you begin to understand, and I think some people can do this on their own as soon as they are made aware, um, others need help. But as soon as you begin to understand, if, if, if your partner is constantly telling you that you're fat and ugly, go ask somebody that you trust, am I fat? You know, go and look in the mirror, get on a scale, go and taste the truth of what he's saying. Um, that is a very important step that you need to take. Um, that is something that I realized. Um, I kept on hearing that nobody likes me. And um, uh, it was something inside me after a very, very long time. The bell rang, and I realized that there's actually lots of people that don't find me that bad. You know, people come chat to me. They're friendly to me. They can't not like me. So somewhere there's a lie in there. And as soon as I uncovered that first lie and I realized that you've been telling me nobody likes me because you want to me to be all on my own and believe that you all I have, I started to realize, but then there's other lies too. What did he get out of that? Explain to me what was the, <laughs> the return on the investment? What, what, what does the abuser get out of constantly making you feel bad? What, what is he getting? She getting? I don't know. I honestly, um, I don't think any um, person who's been at the other end or, or at the receiving end understands um, what that person gets out of it. Um, I don't know if it's some kind of satisfaction or whether they feel justified or that they think they're doing the right thing um, uh, or that they're just expending their um, emotions and anger because it's, it's uh, often it's, uh, you know, it's a lack of control. What they do is they start and they pick a fight. And if you, uh, you begin to um, pick up the signals and you know, oh, goodness, okay, it's going to be tonight, and then you just prepare yourself. Mm. Um, so I don't know what it is that, that um, uh, makes, you know, what they get out of it. I think it just is. <laughs> All right. Give us a call, 11-883-0702. Have you come to understand that perhaps you are in, a, in an abusive relationship? To what extent are you still in denial? To what extent do you perhaps still defend your abuser? Give us a call. James is in Cape Town. Hi, James. Hi there. Um, so I, I've made the realization that I am an abuser in an abusive relationship. Yeah. Um, not from a physical standpoint, but from an emotional standpoint. Yeah. And you're asking about like what it does that motivates an abuser. Yeah. I do feel that being an abuser or being in an abusive relationship, you're both like an addict on some some level. Wow. So I do feel that there there are addictions to it that you might not have intended to be, but you've you you, you become addicted to yeah. what yeah. it gives you. And a lot of what it gives you, in my opinion, is a sense of pushing your agenda. So if I can give you an example of something very small that I believe is an abusive act. Uh, let's say, for example, today's a public holiday. You want to go somewhere, and uh, you don't really know how to like come to a mutual agreement to go to that place. But you, as the dominant person in the relationship, would then push your agenda and make that person feel guilty for not wanting to do what you want to do. And, uh, and, and how do you, and how do you do that, uh, James? Um, through kind of making myself look like the victim. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, really. Yeah underhanded sort of thing to, to go about doing but I, I do do it and sometimes I'm not conscious of it 
and then I will continue to do it. And then I have these realizations like tonight when we're listening to the show that, that I am that person and yeah. that, that is what I do. And it is a really, excuse my language, but a crappy thing to do. And sure. I, I realize that I'm bad and I'm negative at what I'm doing, but I then will continue to do it. I, I will let time go by and I will, I will have these realizations and I'll be, okay, you need to sort your stuff out, you know, James, like you need to sort it out. And then, yeah. I'll go back and do the exact same thing, like, you know, a few yeah. weeks later or a month later. And I feel that that's where the addiction thing comes into play, which I was speaking of. No, 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 you're making time. so much sense. And thank you very much for your call, James. What about, what about your, your significant other? Do they realize that they are in an abusive relationship? Well, I, I think that they must on some level. Um, you know, I, I think my partner's brought it up with me in the past and they'll, they'll never directly address it in terms of saying do you abuse it um, but they will I think that a, a person that loves you will always do that so like a person that you love you're confident enough to like point out their flaws and you, you have that trust in them so you'll, you'll you know you'll, you're happy with that person and you you sure. know that when you started you know your relationship you were always honest with that person I yes. think, well I don't know I, I was always I just try to be as honest as I could with the person but I think then it also allows you to take liberties and you and you take these liberties and you push them and then but your your partner will say look you do things that make me feel unhappy and you realize and ultimately they never say it to that extent that you are abusing me but I, I feel like I've always been known or I've always been made aware of the fact that I am abusive in wow. some ways. James, thanks very much for your call, man. Are you are you are you finding that you need to get Perhaps help uh, in being able to um, deal with I would, this. I, uh, look, uh, sorry to cut short. I would love to have psychological counselling. I would love to see a psychologist. Yeah. But in all honesty, I'm never made aware of like where I can do it. And as someone that struggles with like, uh, you know, living uh, hand to mouth each month yeah. and you know making payments and you yeah. know things like that, yeah. I don't know uh, where I would find the money to go sure. to a sure. specialist. Sure. You know, like. You grind, you grind nine to five yep. every day with a child and a family, and they're like, "Where are you supposed to like go sort your yep. mind out?" Like, yep. people don't really take it seriously, you know? They're like, "What is this guy weak? Like, why does he need to?" Sure. I, I don't know. James, Sorry. what a brave call! Thank you very much, my brother, for 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 just sharing that with us, and uh, and I, I I'm almost sure that many many men are listening to this and are are resonating with what you're saying. Uh, but thank you very much for being so brave. I really thank appreciate you. it. I appreciate it. Thank you so James much. James in Cape Town. Vanessa, sure. What do you make of that? Huh? I think that's absolutely wonderful, Aubrey. I think our conversation that we're busy having might be creating a type of an awareness under people who are abusers of what they're doing where they previously maybe didn't even realize it. And um, if I may, I'm sorry, James. Um, can contact me um, if he needs to talk. Um, I can maybe try and help him. And Great I... stuff. All right. Okay. Dating, uh, can we perhaps connect uh, Vanessa with James uh, on on uh, the seven hundred two WhatsApp line? Uh, this person says, "Thank you so much for for the topic. I went through the whole liposuction in two thousand seven to try and say try and save my marriage, and after being told I was fat." I had cut my thighs, bum, inner thighs and knees. Then eventually the marriage ended a year later. I can't move on since then. Uh, till today, it has impacted on my self-esteem. And I suppose that's what it's all about. It's, about. it's about being able to go under the surface and control you at the self-esteem level. Hey, Vanessa? Mm, very much so. Very much so. I think many, many, many of us, 
um, have, uh, you know, we, especially in this world that we live in today, Aubrey, I think that um, there's so much uh, advertising media out there and all sorts of things that just make people feel so little. And um, it, it's hard to keep up your self-esteem and, um, you know, just, just stand up and be who you are and be okay with that. Because there's so much pointing at you saying, no, you should be like this, you should be like this, and so much to compare with. I mean, nobody can look like these models on the magazines, but um, yet you, you, you have that expectation that you should. This person says, I was in a relationship very much like what uh, Vanessa is uh, describing, but I am out now saying sorry for some things I didn't even do. He will always say bad things to me and make me feel small. And you seem to have hit that nail, Vanessa, about not what you think, but how you feel. It's a feeling thing rather than a thinking thing. And sometimes I I think that we do an injustice to the conversation because maybe that's just the whole man thing about me that, you know, trying to mansplain everything. But it appears that this whole thing is about feelings more than it is about thinking. And maybe what we do as a mistake is that we we speak the language of thinking instead mm. of allowing us to go down to the language of feelings. Uh, is that, first of all, something that we need to be aware of? But secondly, how do we acknowledge the feeling sort of realm of this conversation in a way that is going to help us rather than be just self-indulgent about it, if you understand what I'm trying to say? Yes, I do. Um, just if I think for a moment, um, if, if we go to how you, if, if you want to investigate the feeling, obviously um, it's important to understand that um, we don't always know our feelings. Yeah. So you, you've got to go really deep and go and look inside yourself and um, ask yourself, uh, what is this? Um, oh, it's difficult to explain. Um, what am I looking for? What is the emptiness in me? Um, and and when this pe- person treats you badly, um, uh, you know, you how do you feel? Um, you feel small, um, you know. So it it it's a very difficult conversation to have because feelings don't always have words associated to them. Um, but that is the main thing that the abuser does is he starts with, 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 with how you feel. And as soon as he makes you feel less than you are, you know, unimportant, um, those kind of words. But, 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 but it, it means that you, yes. you, you, this person's opinion is very important to you, obviously. Yes, yes. Because w- you, w- whether you want to acknowledge that or not. You see, f- f- sorry, Vanessa, something's <laughs> happening in my mind at the moment, so I'm trying to catch it while it's fresh. It appears to me that even though you may say that your opinion of me doesn't matter, but the fact that you feel the way that you do, small, uh, um, belittled, um, you know, all of those things, when they say those things, it means that at some level, their opinion of you is very, very important. Why is that? Why is their opinion of you important if this person makes you feel so sad, and I hope this isn't yet another mansplaining sort of mm-hmm. uh, 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 question. But I, I'm 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 intrigued. Why would you want to care what that person feels and says about you if this person constantly hurts you? 
Um, I think it's because um, you, you can be the kind of person who um, where, uh, constantly wants to please other people. You already don't have a very good self-image and you just want somebody to tell you that you're good. So you keep on trying and you keep on trying and um, this person, the abuser is not always telling you all these bad things. Remember that um, uh, there's other things that one day he'll tell you you look pretty and the next day um, you're a very good cook um, and my wife can clean a house like nobody else. You know, um, derogatory com- compliments sometimes, but in your eyes, um, they are the compliments and the things that are told to you that are good about you. You just don't understand that, um, uh, you know, you'll never be good enough. And I don't understand, um, you know, why one has to always have to uh, have somebody approve of you. I used to be like that. The one thing that I wanted the world to approve of me. Um, and when one, one grows up, I've, I've gone past that. But um, I think many of us have this thing that we need approval because even as children and throughout the world and throughout school, we compare to others. We are um, all the time being told that we must do better. So if you are inclined to be like a victim and somebody who has that need to get that approval, you're going to keep on trying to get it, even if it is from that person, because he gives you a little bit and then he takes you away. And yeah. gives a little bit and takes away, it's a game. Well, uh, it feels yeah, like a game. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, and I suppose that kind of thing is true also for children, how we can abuse children in that way because they they so desire our approval as their parents. So it's easy then to try and it's easy to abuse them in that sense because they'll do anything for for a parent's approval. Yes, yes. Um, uh, you know, it, it, sometimes we create the impression that if you behave, mommy will love you. Um, you know, it doesn't come out like that, obviously. Yeah. But if we think about the way we behave towards our children, we often can create that impression. That conditionality, um, yeah. Yes, and as I say, it, it, it's the strangest things that get stuck in your subconscious mind. So it just depends on who the person is that is in that situation. One child will like, okay, bugger you, and the other child will um, grow a hole that says... Um, She's all, uh, people are always too busy for me um, yes. and, and start becoming needy. And, you know, there are so many reasons why a person can be inclined to become a victim of an abuser. And not all possible victims become victims of abusers, obviously. But you'll find them maybe being slightly bullied in the workplace or here and there. Um, it, 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 if you look around you, even uh, there where you work, you'll find this timid person who um, will shrink away from everybody. And, and sometimes that person isn't even being abused. It's just that kind of person. Now, that person has, if, if the right person comes across her, that person, they might end up being in an abusive relationship because the abused wants to please. Vanessa, I want to thank you so much for this conversation. And uh, I suppose the the space from which this conversation is coming. And I appreciate your bravery. I appreciate the the way that you are conducting this kind of conversation. I think that we, we don't talk about it in this way. We talk about it very intellectually. And sometimes we miss some of those very, very nuanced realities of the feelings 
the feelings. You see the feelings of people. Um, and we, we sort of push them away and we want to go to the intellect of the people. We want to go to how people deal with them at an intellectual level. And you're saying to me, guys, um, understand, guys and girls, understand that it is about feelings uh, and not always about mind stuff, uh, if I understand you correctly. Yes, and I just want to put to that also that um, fear is the biggest feeling, um, and fear can be created so easily. I don't know how much time I have. but Well, if you've I got can... 30 seconds, but go for it, yeah? <laughs> um, in, in, in my story, um, Joe makes um, Rebecca abuse Lucy. She, he makes her hit, him, uh, her, hit her child, and um, she, she does it out of fear that if she doesn't hit the baby, um, Joe is going to do it. So he's already created... Oh, that my. Purpose. Yeah, yeah, I understand. So, He's making her do something terrible that she's ashamed of. Now, who is she going to tell? There's your trap. Okay, let me quickly take this call. Val is in Cape Town. Hi, Val. Hi there. Yeah, go for it. I want want to ask the the guests. uh, um, um, The abuser could could, um, have a self-esteem problem. Yeah. Or have been abused him or herself. Yeah. And and or maybe have a mental health problem. Sure. Because once an abuser becomes aware that they are an abuser, and don't take action to change their way of being, then 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 the abused must take action. Yes. 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 No. Absolutely. So absolutely. All right, Val in Cape Town, thanks very much. Vanessa, I want to thank you very much. Hope that we can come together again and talk about these things. It's really, really quite quite educational. I really appreciate it. Vanessa Brown. Ben, is she she still there? I still see her. Vanessa, are you still there? Yes, yes. Ah, great stuff. Oh, listen, I want to thank you very much for your your time and um, really appreciate your contribution. Um, thank you. And Aubrey, I'd just like to give an email address. Sure, if, um, please, please. Yeah. If people want to contact me, yeah. um, they can just write to hello at changecreatorcoach.co.za. And um, if uh, anybody who responds to this evening's show and sends me an email, I will, I've just decided I will send them a PDF copy of my book for free. Thank you so very if much. If I get an email from you asking for the book, I'll send it to you. Thank you very much, Vanessa Brown. Much appreciated. Uh, Let's take the news at one minute after midnight.